Perkins, who has it in the shotgun. Against a four-man rush, he has time. Steps up now, leaves the pocket. Sprints out to his right. 25-30. Stiff arms a linebacker. Hurls oh. a DB and picks up the first down. Deep on opening night at SoFi Stadium. Bryce Perkins with some sizzle. What is going on here? Welcome to a new season of Rams Revealed. I'm your host, JB Long. If you're watching us on YouTube, it looks a little bit different. We're so glad to have this set up and a video show. And if you're catching the podcast, it also sounds a bit different because we are back in person at the Rams facility in Thousand Oaks for the first time. So glad to bring you Rams Revealed again to get to know these 2021 Rams. Starting with today's guest, who's the talk of the town after his performance in preseason game number two at SoFi Stadium against the Raiders, 24-year-old quarterback Bryce Perkins is our guest. Good to see you. Thanks Man, for your thank time. Thank you for having me on. So about last week, mm-hmm. how's it been? You know, other than maybe connecting on that two-point conversion, oh, could it have been any more memorable for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I really wanted to go out there and, and win. The, like, I know it's a preseason game and everybody's focused on individual performances, but I really wanted to go out there and, and get a win for the team. You know, all those guys were fighting hard and, and we were down numbers offensively. Um, so guys were just, you know, rep after rep, just dead tired. It felt like one of those old school movies where everybody's just <laughs> hanging on and, and, you know, the last drive, you kind of come out with a game-winning touchdown. But um, it was fun getting out there, especially not having preseason last year, um, getting out there. And I know a lot of other guys didn't have preseason last mm-hmm. year, getting out there and kind of just stretching our legs and, um, you know, executing the plays that we've been running for a year and a half now. What perspective do you have on the NFL preseason now? Given that element you just mentioned, where as a rookie, yeah. it's this unknown environment, you don't get to put film out there, you end up on the Rams practice squad. Do you have a new, more profound appreciation for what it means to players like yourself who are trying to earn a living? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you see young guys go out there and really shine um, that you may have not gotten the opportunity if they didn't have preseason like me. So. Um, anytime you get to go out there in a live environment, practice is always good for evaluation, but um, sometimes things are a little differently when you put pads on and, and guys actually have to try to tackle you. Um, and, you know, sometimes that game element just gets, mm-hmm. you know, players to play better for whatever reason. And, um, you know, for me, I always looked at the preseason as valuable. My brother, um, three years older than me, he was in the league prior and he had a like preseason. And so I kind of knew that preseason is uh, detrimental to some guys. So He may resurface in our conversation a little bit later <laughs> on, just to look ahead. One other question about you know week one, and that would be, what's the most fun you've ever had playing football? As I watched you kind of lead that potential game-winning drive in that environment, mm-hmm. I'm sure a ton of friends and family watching. I don't imagine that was the pinnacle of your career, but as yeah. you think back, like what was the, the truest time that you were just finding joy in football? Man, I mean, I still find joy. Um, you know, not playing um, last year, I, I had to think back to college. Um, specifically, you know, rivalry week, everybody's emotions are high. Um, you know, we played Virginia Tech um, my senior year. You know, coming off last year after losing in overtime, you know, coming back, it felt like, you know, once again, like a movie type <laughs> comeback. Like the beginning of the story, beginning of the movie, you lose, and at the end of the movie, you come out with a, this great victory at home. The, uh, the fans rush the field. You know, it felt like one of those, like, you know, oh, we made it. You know, I, I have arrived moments. But and that's probably, you know, one of the funnest times I had uh, playing football. But um, this past weekend was a lot of fun, too. I mean, we were at SoFi, but it felt like an away game, how many Raiders fans were in there. 
um, that last stretch, you know, couldn't even hear anything. Um, so uh, that was that's, even those hostile environments like that are also fun. Yeah. You spin it around to this week, and on Monday we find out that Doug Hodges, also in camp with you at the quarterback position, mm -hmm. has been released. And I imagine that means you're going to have a lot of work this Saturday in, De in Denver. What was your reaction to that news? Um, man, I mean, that's a great dude. I mean, I taste him. Um, I, I really enjoy, you know, him and me, you know, just chopping it up at practice, you know, pushing each other. He did a great job pushing me. I pushed him a lot. Um, and he, you know, he can sling it like no other. So I, I doubt he'll have a hard time finding another job. But, um, you know, I know my workload will be a lot you know, this, this uh, Saturday. Um, it would be a good chance to get out there and kind of just play a full game again like, mm -hmm. like last week. Um, kind of simulate, you know, if I was in a regular season and, and you know, having to play a whole game. So um, I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm getting more prepared and prepared every week, you know, learning new things that, you know, I couldn't have learned unless I actually played a game. So, um, yeah, I feel comfortable out there and I'm going to get even more comfortable. Bryce, these games are auditions, not just for yeah. Sean McVay, who mm -hmm. I know appreciates everything that you've given this organization for the better part of two years mm -hmm. now, but also the other 31 franchises at will. I'm sure it's not lost on you that teams in the NFL don't often keep three quarterbacks. Yeah. Can you take us inside the dynamic of knowing you might very well be in a different NFL facility a week from now? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, really, I, I really try not to think about it. Um, I mean, thinking about you know, what's going to happen that far ahead um, is not really going to do anything right now. Mm -hmm. I always say, I mean, I always, myself and other people that kind of really worry about it, I mean, don't get too caught up in the work of the future that you forget to do the work of now. Mm. So, like, um, I know that there's stuff that will happen in the future, um, you know, but all I can do is focus on Saturday, focus on today, tomorrow, you know, the next day, um, just day by day, going out and doing my job and, and everything will line up the way it's supposed to if I just do that. So, um, you know, it may happen, you know, it may not happen. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm just trying to go out there and just ball in any way, shape, or form. Sure. I mean, that would be a champagne problem, as Sean McVay likes to say. And, yeah. And there are a lot of good options internally. If it doesn't play out that way, if it plays out that you end up back here in Thousand Oaks next mm -hmm. week helping the Rams prepare for their 2021 season, would you still relish the opportunity to develop right here in this building with this coaching staff as you further your NFL career? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I love it here. Um, and especially, you know, from year one to year two, you learning the offense, you know, it's such a complex offense, you know, it's a lot of moving parts, um, if you've never been in it, and coming in as a rookie, you know, one, in one of the more challenging offenses, and now starting to pick it up, um, you know, I feel a lot comfortable and, and, and growing relationships with the guys and, and, and the coaches, um, you know, which is a part of the game, um, people in and out all the time, but, I mean, I, I love this opportunity to get here and, and further my knowledge of watching great guys like Matthew and John, you know, how they go and operate every day and just growing as a quarterback. Uh, I think, you know, growing is the most important as a young quarterback than trying to go somewhere right away and play because um, you can go not, not be ready, you know, end up hurting your career worse than opposed to sitting back and growing and watching and learning. And, and I'm here for the learning part of it just as much as the playing. Didn't you tell the media last week that a year ago you weren't even sure if you could absorb, much yeah. less regurgitate, a McVay play call in the huddle? Yeah, and that's what like, makes me so excited about like this year. Um, I remember last year, kind of when when uh, Jared got hurt and John stepped up, and you know we were just going over plays, and Coach asked me like a very simple play call, and I messed it up. And I always think about like you know that always is like stuck in my mind, and I always made an emphasis. Uh, 
all right, you know, I got to get the operation better from mm -hmm. the, the, the call, you know, to the line of scrimmage. So this year I've seen huge strides in that. Um, you know, I take pride in that and, and try to, you know, be as efficient as I can. So, I mean, it's a lot of fun getting out there and hearing the play calls and be able to just spit it right back out and, and, and you know, make everything seem more smooth. Because I'm sure you know, I mean, his scheme, his philosophy mm -hmm. is in high demand right now at the top of professional football. Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, he does a good job of, of really just, you know, calling plays and getting things together. And, and he's so smart in how he distributes mm -hmm. space and, and and players, you know, getting everything in different moving parts that, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard to scheme against. Um, it's even more fun to run. Though. Part of the reason I bring that up, though, is because if you can show through this preseason, mm -hmm. internally and externally, that you've in some way mastered it, yeah. that has to mean great things for you personally. Do you believe in your heart of hearts you're a starting NFL quarterback? I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, I believe that, you know, growing through this offense, it will prepare me for, you know, any starting role, you know, mm -hmm. if, if that's later down the road. Um, I still have a lot of things to learn, um, you know, and those will come. Um, I'll learn some more this 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 week, mm -hmm. um, but you know I believe that I'm on the right trajectory um, to to really you know sharpen my skills and, and be one you know a starting quarterback one day. You mentioned Matthew along the way there. What's it been like in this off season, this training camp, observing him, working with him as yeah. a peer? I mean he's great. I mean he comes in with great energy all the time. Um, you know, he's a good dude. I always tell people that he's like, he's a good dude, as amazing quarterback he is. He's a great dude, great personality. Uh, takes the time to talk to you. Um, you know, doesn't just, you know, if you're a young guy or you're down in the depth chart, you know, he'll talk to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember just first time seeing him throw the ball. This is, it's a completely different seeing seeing him live and seeing him, you know, on TV. I know. thought the same thing. Uh, you see him live, you're like, man, this. Yeah, he's special for real. But no, it's been great. I learned a lot from him, you know, how he does things, operates, and, and especially how he comes in his first year and kind of picking up the offense. You know, he's able to spit those long calls out. Um, you know, he's been playing for 13 years, but coming in and be able to do that, um, you know, how he operates the whole thing is impressive. So you say he's a great dude. There's another one who came up over the weekend, and that would be Xavier Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of told the media that you've become friends, that he's been a valuable resource for you and vice versa during this process. How did you two make a connection, and how would you describe your relationship with the running back who's yeah. also trying to make a home here with the Rams? Yeah, I mean, I think the first time I really kind of was like, oh, man, like, like I, I rock with Xavier. I think it was after this first scrimmage last year, um, we were both staying at the hotel, and I gave him a ride back. Um, and we were just talking, and I was like, man, this guy's kind of like me. We kind of the same personality and everything like that. And after that, kind of just grew close, and, and, you know, that's that's my dog. And we always talk about how we're going to motivate and lift each other up. Um, you know, he comes to me when he's feeling a certain type of way. I come to him when I'm feeling a certain type of way. We kind of just feed off each other, and, and uh, we just have each other's back. So um, he's a workhorse, man. And he, he wants to be great so bad. You know, at times I'm like, hey, man, you're going to make mistakes sometimes. But... Um, I, I love the passion that he plays with the game. Um, you know, you know, he goes out and he's really about his work. He won't be a loud, you know, talker, but he'll go down and, and really, you know, um, put forth his, his best best foot, you know, every time he touches the field. I look forward to getting to know him at some point. Man, if, yeah. if there are similarities between the oh, two man, of you, I'll yeah, take nah, that. Yeah, as a, yeah, we're similarities, but he's funny. He's way funnier than me, man. He'd be having me roll. <laughs> I'll he's take it a, as a vote of yeah, confidence yeah. that they're good people on this roster. Man, definitely. All right, let's, let's take a little bit of a departure here because you're not playing football. 
if not for an extraordinary sequence of events in the summer of 2016. Am I right? Yeah. At the time you were at Arizona State, mm -hmm. what happens that day in practice? <clears throat> yeah, goal line, never forget it, goal line, zone read, pulled the ball, um, freak accident, got hit on top of my head, um, got a two-level neck fracture, C4, C5, and um, at first doctors told me I'd never play again. And um, once again, second opinion, and the doctor was saying, it's a slight chance you can play, it may cause problems, or you can just go get mm -hmm. surgery right now, two-level neck fusion. And um, if they fuse it, you're done. Yeah, they said, if, you, if we fuse it, you know, you'll never get cleared. So they said, we could take that route, you fix it right away and prevent problems later down the road, or you can take a chance and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and let it heal by itself. So, you know, I always, you know, bet on myself and I was like, okay, we're just gonna ride this out. Um, and luckily, you know, it, everything worked out the way it did. I did a great job of wearing my brace and I actually had to switch braces. Um, I remember uh, Kareem Moore, one of the guys, he was at Arizona State with me. He sent me a video today um, you know, I had a full, I had the chin strap with the head strap, mm -hmm. chest plate and the back plate with the pole going on my neck to keep my neck still. Um, just watching that video today. For how long? Until, so August through December. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then January, I was like, I was on off. I was able to take it off a little bit, but when I slept, I had to put the neck brace on, so. Somewhere along those weeks, those months, you had to be thinking, is it worth all this? Did I make the wrong yeah. decision? No? Nah, I mean, I, I knew what I wanted, um, you know, I, and, I, and I also have a great supporting staff with my family and friends. They always kind of, you know, were in my ear about, you know, staying positive. And, and I just knew, I just felt like in my deepest of hearts that, you know, I was going to be able to, you know, turn this kind of tragedy into a comeback story. You know, somewhere down low, I just had to do the work and, and, and eventually everything will work out and it did. When that brace comes off, what state is your throwing arm in, though? Oh man, no, it, it was bad. Like my, my arm completely atrophied. And um, I remember when it first uh, took the brace off, um, it was hard to even like really get some velocity on the ball, uh, really even grip the ball, you know, kind of some mm -hmm. of the nerves and muscles were just, you know, so used to not being used. And it took me a while, um, even through like the summer, you know, didn't really feel as comfortable, but um, you know, slowly but surely worked your way back in there. Just to bring the story full circle, it was your father, Bruce, who arranged for you to see this spine surgeon. I believe his name is Dr. Robert Watkins. Dr. Watkins, yeah. And he's here in Los Angeles. He's in Marina yeah. Del Rey. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it worked. My brother went to UCLA. Um, so we would come up. So we would drive every other week. It was, oh, we would fly every other week. Um, we would fly every other week go see him for a checkup, come back, you know, like next week, the next week, go see him again. He'll take another another x-ray, tell me progress, you know, and for the longest of time, you know, we were going back for probably like two months and he was saying, I don't really see any progress. And then probably like the third month is when everything kind of started saying like, okay, there's mm -hmm. some progress here. And then eventually it just started growing and growing. So um, eventually, you know, say you're good to go. And one of those flights you end up taking to Los Angeles, you go right past his office and up the 405, eventually to here in Thousand Oaks and you become a professional football player. That's, that's really incredible. It's funny how things work out sometimes. Isn't it? Along the way, ASU to then Arizona Western College mm -hmm. and ultimately a chance at Virginia. I have to say, you mentioned the rivalry with Vautech earlier. Are the UVA faithful 
always this raucous in their support of a former player. I mean, they have your back oh, 100%. Yeah. I cannot believe the response to your performance from the other night. Yeah, man. I and mean, how much they believe in you. Yeah, they're great. Um, not with just me, but, you know, all, you know, who's in the NFL. That's, you know, that's kind of the, the thing. Uh, you know, they show so much love and support um, in Charlottesville. It's really UVA. That's it. Like in this city, it's it's the it's the college and the and the mm -hmm. hospital. So you know, you know, everybody on Saturday, everybody, you know, okay, we're going to UVA game, and and it's so it's so much fun. Um, you know, being like a smaller city, it feels like you're really close to to not only like not only people that go to your school, but you know, the outside, the citizens, the um, people that live in Charlottesville. Um, and, and it's fun. They show support. You know, they're crazy. Uh, supportive of their players and, and win, lose, or draw. That's what I love too. Yeah. Um, even after you know one of the losses we had my junior year, they were really you know upbeat and supportive. So you know I, I love I love my who's man. Yeah, to all the who's. Thank yeah, you for man. for listening in here, and uh, we've got a big one coming for you on Saturday night. When did you start wearing that glove on your non-throwing hand? By the way, your left hand, and why do you like it? Yeah, um, I mean I always really wore it. Mm -hmm. Even freshman year, well, really, even in eighth grade, I started wearing it, and really, it was it served no purpose besides okay, I seen other quarterbacks have it on, so I was like, you know, that's kind of swaggy, so let me go ahead and put it on. Anyone in particular that you modeled it after? Oh, uh, I mean, Mike Vick. I had Mike Vick. I remember Mike Vick was my idol growing up. I had like a picture. The Who's fans might not like that, though. I know. It, it, it's, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, sometimes you've got a great is great. You know what I mean? I, had a, I remember I had a Mike picture uh, frame with, in the corner. I remember it had like a little stitch jersey of him. And he was running out. I said, man, like, like, this dude is awesome. This is before I even played quarterback. Um, you know, I kind of idolized him. And, and, you know, as soon as I switched to quarterback, I wanted to put that, that, that glove on the, on the non-throwing hand. So ever since then. Looks good. And it plays good too. Thank you. All right, time for a big finish. It's a closing segment we're uh, introducing for this new season of Rams Revealed. The trial name is is three and out, and I know that has negative connotations for a quarterback, so you yeah. have my apology, but bear <laughs> with us, everyone. We're experimenting here. Bryce, I've got three final questions for you, and if you get all three answers <laughs> correct, I'm going to make a donation to the LA Rams Foundation on your behalf. Same for your teammates who come on for future episodes, but okay. you get to be the first. Are you ready? Yeah, let's roll. Former Rams defensive end Chris Long had his number 91 jersey retired at his alma mater. Can you name the university? Um, university of Virginia. <laughs> you can see how these are going to go. Okay, okay. let's okay. roll, man. Hey, <laughs> I had him concerned before the show. <laughs> Current Rams employee Jonathan Franklin holds UCLA's single season rushing record. In 2012, he rushed for 1,734 yards. That's 6.1 mm -hmm. per carry. Pretty good stuff, Jonathan. Yeah. Who is number two on UCLA's single season rushing list? That's big bro, Paul Perkins. 2014, he went for 1,575. He's also number three in career rushing for the Bruins. How's your brother doing, by the way? He's doing good. He was just up here for this game. He's still training, you know, waiting for his shot. Awesome. Last one, August 14th, you're two for two, by the way. Okay, that's wrong. August 14th of this year, you threw your first preseason NFL touchdown at SoFi Stadium, four yards to Tristan Jackson. Did either of you keep that football? I didn't keep the football. <laughs> I don't think he kept the football either. So preseason touchdowns don't count. It's yeah. the regular season ones that go in the trophy Yeah, I, I, I don't know how that, how, how that went. Um, but if he wanted to keep it, I wasn't going to keep it. Um, was that even your favorite play from that game, or was it the hurdle, be honest? <laughs> 
the hurdle was the most exciting play. Yes, yeah, good it, it definitely was the most exciting play. My favorite play was anytime we get in the end zone. Fair enough. Bryce, we wish you well this week against the Broncos and in all your career endeavors, be they here with the Rams or elsewhere across the league. You Thank deserve you. it, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Our thanks to Bryce Perkins, to Jory, Adam, Rudy, and Travis for making it all happen. A reminder that you can join us at SoFi Stadium for the first time this season, therams.com slash tickets, therams.com slash tickets. We always appreciate the ratings and the reviews. If you're a new listener, please let us know what you think. I'm JB Long, and this is Rams Reveal.